I did not realize how big Waffle House was, until I found out that it operates more than 2,100 locations across 25 states. I decided to do some research to find out how they grew over the years. Let's dive in. It all began when two neighbors, Joe Rogers and Tom Fortner, stroke a friendly conversation. Although Rogers was working as a cook at the Tottle House in New Haven, Connecticut, he came down to Atlanta to buy a house. I assumed that was for investment purposes. Somehow, along the way, they decided to open a restaurant together. The idea was to operate at the intersection of fast food and around-the-clock availability. On Labor Day of 1955, they opened the first Waffle House restaurant in Georgia, Atlanta. Although the menu included everything from waffles and eggs to steaks and salads, Fortner decided to incorporate waffles in the name, as they were the most profitable item on the menu. Rogers passed on his knowledge to Fortner on how to operate the restaurant. This is because he kept his job at Toddle House even after opening Waffle House. Fortner also kept his day job but he could oversee operations as he stayed in Atlanta. However, Rogers had to sell his interest in Waffle House to avoid conflict of interest. He was aiming at taking an ownership stake in Toddle House but was ultimately refused the option. This is when he decided to move to Atlanta for good in 1961. He rejoined Fortner who had opened three restaurants already. Since the business started to take off, Fortner also left his day job. This is when they started franchising their restaurants. By late 1960s, they had opened 27 restaurants. The company's motto of good food fast, was resonating with customers. But what really differentiated them from competitors was being open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. There's even an urban myth that goes on to say that Waffle House has no locks. Customers did not have to wonder if Waffle House was open, as they always were. Waffle House strategically opened their stores along interstates. Their 24-hour concept meant to attract truckers and travelers as well. They wanted people to know that, whatever the time of day or night, they would provide them with food. They went beyond Atlanta to open in states such as Alabama, Louisiana, and Florida. By the 1970s, they built a network of restaurants throughout the southeast by positioning themselves along major arteries like Interstate 75 and 85. But by then, they were not the only ones carrying out that strategy. McDonald's, Burger King and Cracker Barrel were competing for the same customers. But Waffle House withstood the competition. Their restaurant's menu, design and style did not change much throughout the years. They still served their famous T-bone steak, pecan waffle, and cheese and egg meals. They were also known for serving six different types of hash browns. The chain grew mostly due to word of mouth as they were not spending a lot of marketing dollars. The founders were known to be capital efficient. They would only open new locations with internally generated funds as they did not want to take on extra debt or raise money through an IPO. They were also so secretive that they had a policy of never sharing information with the press. There were rumors that the chain would slow down its franchising efforts but these rumors were quickly squashed. After Roger's son became more involved in the company, the chain expanded to over 10 states in the 1980s. It is interesting to note that their stores in Indiana went by Waffle and Steak. This is because Waffle House was already being used by another chain in that state. It was not until 2005 that Waffle House could use its proper name in Indiana. At some point, the chain was licensed to sell Chick-fil-A sandwiches. But the Chick-fil-A sandwich was so popular that customers were not ordering Waffle House items. Thus, Chick-fil-A sandwiches were removed from the menu. 
By 1995, the chain opened its 1,000th store. Since the chain owned most of the property of its franchises, it made sense for it to have its own real estate arm, WHI Inc. The real estate division even had its own vending machine subsidiary, Metro Distributors, and its own restaurant equipment subsidiary, La Vista Equipment Supply Co. But what's more interesting is that music played a big part in the chain's history. Not only did most of the chain's restaurants have jukeboxes, but Waffle House even released music through its own record label, Waffle Records. Most of the songs it produced were not commercially sold. In fact, the best ones were played in the chain's jukeboxes. Nowadays, most of the original CD jukeboxes are replaced with touchscreen ones. In the late 1990s and early 2000s, the chain faced a slew of lawsuits related to civil rights infractions against employees and customers. Despite the litigations, Waffle House continued to expand and had more than 1,400 stores by 2003, generating more than $410 million in revenues. By then, Waffle House was interwoven in America's culture. The chain was featured in movies such as Crossroads and Tin Cup. In 2007, Waffle House bought back the first restaurant it opened, which was sold in the 70s. It restored it into a private company museum, which is mostly used for corporate purposes, although it is open to the public on some days. Now, on to something interesting. If ever you find your nearest Waffle House closed, you should probably run for your life. The chain literally never closes down, unless there's a disaster that's happening. FEMA considers Waffle House amongst the top corporations for disaster response. The chain has a comprehensive disaster management plan that involves generators, food stock, ice and even jump teams from other areas. The Waffle House Index, which measures Waffle House's ability to remain open after a storm, is used by FEMA as a measure of disaster recovery. In 2020, the chain temporarily closed over 400 locations in the wake of the virus that broke the Waffle House Index. Since Waffle House is still secretive, it is hard to get a complete financial picture of their performance. But it is now estimated that the chain brings in more than $1 billion in revenue. That's still an impressive number. Of all the companies I have covered till now, Waffle House definitely takes the podium for its history. It is far from perfect but I like how it has been able to grow and thrive while retaining its original feel. Have you ever been to one? What can it do better? Should it go for a remodeling? As always, let us know what you think.